Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Friday, December the 30th, 2022. It is currently 3.38 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central studio located right here in Abilene, Texas. Well, 2022 is about to be over, and we will be welcoming 2023. But as I look back over 2022, I know that the church continued, in general, the church continued in a, in a general way. I'm not trying to speak of every single church or every single Christian, but just in a general way, I feel that 2022 was another year where Christians and the church found themselves constantly being distracted and preoccupied and obsessed with everything other than the Word of God, preaching, teaching, the Great Commission. They were bothered and preoccupied with so many other things, things related to politics, things related to conspiracy theories, things related to all kinds of ideologies and, and this and that and running running about. And it just seems like the church has been on this trajectory of distraction. It's just been worrying about politics. Who's going to be voted in? Who's going to be voted out? This and, and, and conspiracy theories. And it just seems like one, either, I guess God stopped being sovereign. And two, we think that the solution to all of our problems is political instead of spiritual. And three, it's almost like we've become so bored with scripture and Jesus and God that we are deciding to commit all of our passion and zeal to all of these other things. I believe it's an ongoing problem. And, and you may agree or disagree, but to, to put forth at least, I'm not saying this is definitive evidence, but just to give you an example, instead of trying to say evidence, I'm going to give you an example of what I've been talking about. Because if you paid attention in 2022, if you paid attention to what was going on in, in the culture, what was going on in the church, you would have heard a phrase used over and over and over and over and over again. First, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it in the culture. I'll give you uh, the example in the culture. You heard about it constantly on Fox News. You heard about it constantly on talk radio, conservative talk radio, over and over and over again. And you also heard it talked about on those who would be in the uh, conspiratorial world. So you had it uh, talked about on Fox News by conservative talk radio and then conspiracy radio programs and podcasts. This was talked about over and over and over and over and over again. And let me give you a very recent example. At about 3 a.m. this morning, I was doing what I always do, right? You see how many of my podcast episodes begin that way? I was listening to podcasts and I reached over, I grabbed my iPad and I hit play and I heard this. News today. We are now in the final days, the final hours of the incredibly 
insane year of 2022. We are now rushing into the year 2023. The Great Reset and the attempt at the organized horse depopulation of humans on planet Earth. The Great Reset, the forced depopulation of humanity on Earth is underway. The Great Reset. Oh, I have heard that phrase so many times in 2022. The Great Reset, the Great Reset, the Great Reset. If you just go on Amazon and type in The Great Reset, look at all the books. Alex Jones wrote a book on The Great Reset. Glenn Beck wrote a a book on The Great Reset. So much talk and discussion about The Great Reset. I have heard about it over and over again. And again, where, where have you heard about it? You've heard about it on Fox News, on conservative talk radio. And then we're listening to hear an example. This was yesterday's program of InfoWars, the Alex Jones program, obviously conspiratorial world. So we have Fox News, conservative talk radio, and the conspiratorial world talking the Great Reset, the Great Reset, the Great Reset, the Great Reset. Let, let's hear a little bit more of what happened yesterday on Alex Jones' program about the Great Reset. As the globalists attempt to complete their quest for total world government, advanced technology, and eventual immortality. Bad scientists playing God who are destined to destroy themselves. And if we don't stand up and fight back, us right along with them. See, we have to stand and fight back. The globalists, the evil globalists are trying to do forced depopulation of all of humanity, try to establish technology so that they can become immortal and we have to fight back. And Christians get so caught up into all of this. So how are we supposed to fight? What are, what are you calling for? Like, like I, you need to tell me what you mean by fight back. What do you mean by fight back? Right? Are you talking some kind of physical fighting back? Or are you referring to the way that this is where the church has become so distracted? We got to fight this politically, 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 politically. I got to spend all day posting memes and, and images and, and, and rants on Facebook or Twitter or Telegraph or whatever, or, or Truth Social or Gab or where, whatever social media program. And you just post stuff. The election was a lie. COVID is killing everyone. And just go, conspiracy, conspiracy, conspiracy. Rant, rant, rant. Politics, 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 politics. And like, oh man, I worked hard today fighting it. What, what did you do? You posted a bunch of stuff on the internet for your, for people who already agree with you to go, yeah, I agree with you. What were you doing? How are you fighting back? We're going to wake everyone up. Well, wait, the, the powerful globalists. Remember, there was a time it was the Illuminati, the Illuminati. Now it's the globalists, the globalists, the globalists. Well, I mean, to be fair, the globalist was talked about. Then I think we went to the Illuminati. Now I think we're back to the globalists. Or maybe the globalists and the Illuminati are the same with the reptilia. I can't keep up with all the conspiracies, but we're supposed to do something. Let, let's listen to a little bit more of what happened yesterday on Alex Jones's program. Yeah, I know what you're asking. What does this have to do with Christianity? You just wait. You just wait, because it was bizarre what happened between 3 and 4 a.m. this morning. All right, keep listening. Thank you so much for joining us. All right, yesterday, 
We took some calls and covered some news, but I was a little bit out of it. Cedar that I'm very allergic to had hit in the last few days, and I had not taken any allergy medication or my pollen block and had a pretty big headache on air. Should have just gone off air, but stayed on air. Uh, We ended up doing a decent show yesterday, but I feel a lot better today. I might sneeze. Now, one of the things I do love about Alex Jones is his programs are always very just raw. They're very, I, like, I disagree with oh, pretty much every word out of his mouth, but I like it's just very raw and not always so polished and so edited. And I, and I know what he's talking about um, right there because this morning I did a live broadcast. And as soon as I started, probably, probably the, for the first 20 to 25 minutes, I kept thinking, I just need to go off the air. I just need to go off the air because my throat was not ready to be talking. It was almost, it was almost painful. I was like, I don't want to be doing this. And then finally, I felt like my voice kind of got warmed up. And then I felt a little bit better at that point. What was supposed to be about a 25, 30 minute program went an hour. And then by the time I finished, I was like, uh, I don't know if I did. I, this was a disaster. So at least he can feel like that what he did was decent. But I mean, sometimes he comes on and says what I, I mean, I, I remember once when he came on, I said yesterday, I was having mental breakdowns on the air because he was having mental breakdowns on the air. But uh, so he tends to be very real. So I do like that. But, but, but I'm just, I'm just, just throwing out my two cents as I remember, we, I like to listen with you and just throw in my, my thoughts. But let's, let's keep listening for the great reset, the great reset. I know, I know you're thinking, what does that have to do with Christianity? Just wait, just wait, just wait. Don't go anywhere. Just don't go anywhere. Here we go. Uh, but other than that, I am in the saddle. I am focused. I am ready to lay out the enemy's operations. And I literally have over 100 articles and videos and documents on Agenda 2030 and its official rollout of locking the cities down and the climate lockdown. So what I'm going to do. All right. So they always have, if you, if you keep up with the great reset and all of this, there's always this, this paper, this agenda, this governmental plan. And they're going to, they're going to, you know, if you go, if you go way back, like when Obama was president, oh my goodness, Christians constantly were like, we're going to be, it's, it's happening. We're going to be chipped. We're going to get the mark of the beast and we're going to be locked in FEMA camps. And then I remember when it was going all over, I mean, this was all over the Christian world. We're going to be in FEMA camps. They just ordered a million body bags. They're going to kill us. We're getting the mark of the beast. This is it that Obama is going to enact Sharia law. Churches are going to be shut down or they're going to take our Bibles. They're going to kill us. And well, Obama was president. Obama left and I still got my Bible. Still haven't been chipped. Still haven't been put in a FEMA camp. Still preaching exactly what I want to preach. But, 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 but then we move on to the next thing. Then we move on to the next thing. And then, and then it's the, ne- and then it just never stops. And what happens is I really want you to hear what I'm saying. This kind of stuff. Some of you just say, I don't care about any of this. It's nonsense to me. It does, it doesn't impact me. It impacts Christianity because there's a large segment of Christianity where Christians get so wrapped up into this stuff that, that they, they want to talk about the most abs- just like, absurd things. Things are like, so what's the point? What are you like? What, what are you trying to say? And they won't say what they're trying to say because I don't know if they know what they're trying to say, but I know the, the one thing they won't say is they won't talk about anything biblical, theological, unless they're trying to 
hijacked scripture to fit this crazed world of QAnon and election denial and medical misinformation and conspiracy theories and uh, the reset and this and this. And it's just, it's maddening. And you just want to grab basically now when it's unbelievers, it doesn't bother me, right? They, they've rejected God, right? Their issue is they need salvation. So I can see why they're grabbing onto something, right? They're, they've got to hold on to this world. This world is their home, right? They don't, this is the best it's ever going to be. They're going to grab, I mean, they, they love the world. They're going to hold on to the world. This is all they have. So I, I don't, I don't even get bothered or frustrated when non-Christians are, get caught up in all of that stuff. I expect it. Well, I mean, what else do they have? But when it's believers, where it's Christians, where we are told, love not the world. This is not our home. We are pilgrims and strangers here. Our citizenship is in heaven, where we are told that as Christians, our response to government is supposed to be one of submission and fear and, and to demonstrate humility, and that our focus is not on trying to establish some Christian law, but trying to preach the gospel. When though, when Christians get caught up in all of this. Then I want to grab them by the shoulders and shake them and go, would you wake up? Why are you so preoccupied with all of this nonsense? But this nonsense in many cases starts on Fox News, uh, conservative talk radio, conspiratorial podcast and conspiratorial radio. And for some weird reason, many Christians are more influenced by Fox News Tucker Carlson than they are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They're more influenced by Glenn Beck and, and Mark Levine and Sean Hannity and whoever is the big name right now in talk radio. Uh, they, they, that, that's where they, it used to be Rush Limbaugh a long time ago, but they, that's where they, they get their marching orders from that. And it's like, but then they want to merge it with Christianity and it becomes this mess. So uh, this stuff just drives me crazy. But I understand why the world gravitates to this. I understand. So they've always got this. It's this agenda or this paper or this and this. And, and they're coming to get us. They're coming. It's always this constant paranoia. The end is near. The mark of the beast is here. And because many of the conservative programs will still throw out some of this like biblical revelation kind of language, but they're they're hijacking it. And they're not pointing you to Christ. They're pointing you to the world is is going to garbage. In a sense, the world is going to hell in a handbasket. And now you need to rise up and fight it. And it's like, no, 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 no. The biblical model is I'm supposed to be preaching, praying, loving, and living out my Christian life. But all right, let, let's just, let's wait. Let's continue to see what happened yesterday on the Alex Jones program. Listen for the Great Reset. Mm is hit some of the national news, the economy news, what's happening with the airlines, uh, the latest on FTX and more, the latest January 6th information. I'll do that the first few segments after this. And at the bottom of the hour, I'm going to drill deeply into the operational phase of locking us down inside the towns and cities we live in with total surveillance 
Now they've been talking about this forever. I mean, it, it, and this, this, there's nothing like when I listen, I've been listening to Alex Jones since before, I mean, way back access television, Austin tech. Like, I've been listening to him forever. Okay. So I know I like, I could do an Alex Jones program if I needed to, but they've been telling us that we're going to be locked down and we're going to be chipped. I, I mean, this stuff and they're going to kill us. And it's just, it's the same talking points over and over and over and over and over and over again. When the world falls into it, it doesn't bother me. It's when it creeps into the church, which we'll get to in a minute, but let's just keep listening for the Great Reset. What's now unfolding across the world and how we stop it. Klaus Schwab bragging about it uh, decades ago. More and more videos of him are now surfacing how long they've been planning this total takeover of every facet of human civilization to then carry out their endgame of forced depopulation. But first, I thought I'd play a short clip political activist Chris Skye, who in just two minutes knocks it out of the park, describing these so-called 15-minute cities. Here it is. Ah, the Great Reset's just moving along so quickly. The World Economic Forum is now advertising their brand new initiative, 15-minute cities. Oh, what does that mean? That means everything you're going to need to live, work, survive is going to be within a 15-minute walk of where you live. Because you're not going to be able to have a car. You're not going to have the time or money to go further away from your home. And they want you to be confined to that 15-minute area from where you live for virtually your entire life. I'm going to send you a video about how wonderful this is. And I'll send you to the website that explains to you. They actually have like seven different websites set up to explain all the different aspects of this and how amazing it's going to be for you. So now a part of the Great Reset is supposedly to lock us into 15-minute cities where everything you need, everything you have is within 15 minutes of your home so you literally could walk there. Now, let's say, for sake of argument, this is 100% true and it's going to happen in 2023. As a Christian, what are you to do? Are you, is, this, is this what you to be preoccupied with? Is this what you to fight? Is this what you to argue? Or what, are, isn't our mission always the same? Live out our Christian lives, try to glorify God, and then try to evangelize and reach people and disciple people in the name of Christ. Like, but, but Christians get so sidetracked on all of these other issues. I know what you're saying. This is the Alex Jones program. It's not Christianity. Stay with me. This is literally, literally the you will own nothing and be happy great reset where you literally live in a little building and you don't get to leave your building for 99% of your life. And you're gonna stay on that same block for 99% of your life. And once they get you like that, international travel, all the things that you used to enjoy, those are gonna be a pipe dream. The little peasants like you, you're not gonna be able to enjoy that kind of stuff. You're gonna be living in your 15 minute city. You're gonna be making no money. You're gonna be riding the bicycle that you're renting from the government. And your life is gonna suck so bad probably going to wish you were dead and take away the little this is what i've been warning you guys about for years and years and years and here it is with all the wonderful property yeah yeah i've been talking about this for years and for years and for years and every year you're like it's here it's about to happen you're all going to die it's the end of the world and then the next year this is it and then the next year this is it and it's just it's Oh, look, 
These programs don't survive without keeping you in a constant state of fear and paranoia. That's the thing. And the church, it's when Christians buy into it. But wait, 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 wait. We still haven't got to Christianity. Let him finish his little spill. And then I'll pull up the audio. Oh, you got to hear what happened. All right, here we go. I'm going to tell you how amazing it's going to make your lives. There you go. All right. So I listened to that. That was around... uh, uh, around 3 a.m., right? That was around 3 a.m. Hang on, I got to get the audio set here so I don't blow your eardrums out. I think this is about really good. All right, so that's about 3 a.m. I listen to that. I make it, I don't know, he goes to a commercial break. He comes back. I listen to a little bit more. Um, there's a mix up with the audio. He gets a little irritated with his crew. Okay. So they make it through that. And then at some point, I'm kind of like, okay, I get the basic gist of what Alex is going to do. Once I kind of get the basic gist of where Alex is going that day, and especially when he transitions over to telephone calls from his listeners, then I tune out because the telephone call segment is just, it's always baffling to me. But okay, so I, I, I listen, maybe maybe I've made it around 3.30, 3.40 in the morning. And then I'm like, okay, okay, uh, let's switch over now to the Christian world. Let's understand. Uh, let's let's go to the Christian world because I just gotten a notification somewhere between midnight and three a.m. that Understanding the Times had just dropped a new episode of their podcast, which is a Christian podcast, obviously dealing with biblical prophecy. Understanding the Times, right? So I. I move, I I leave the Alex Jones program, pull up Understanding the Times on one of my favorite podcast apps, and I hit play, and this literally, I go straight from Alex Jones, which is conspiratorial world craziness, to now what I'm supposedly moving into, just your normal evangelical radio program. This program is on hundreds of radio stations. It's featured on oneplace.com where they, they go with the most mainstream evangelicals for their, for their podcast app and for their, uh, the programs that they feature. So we're right in the middle of evangelical Christianity. And look what I heard. I go from Alex Jones to Christianity and look what I hear or look what I heard. The globalists are not hiding. They are hiding in plain sight. You need to know that we're living in the days that the Bible, we're seeing chess pieces set up. I am not saying that we're in the tribulation period. I am saying that we're seeing the indicators that it's coming. And if that's true, then how much sooner is the return of the Lord to snatch his church up and away into his presence called the rapture? Welcome. Okay, now that's... Uh, standard stuff. They throw out the globalists. So they're using similar language as Alex Jones. Let me go back to the beginning of that. Let, listen to this again. Listen to this again. The globalists are not hiding. They are hiding in plain sight. You need to know. Please note the globalists, the globalists. So I can turn on conspiratorial programs from the secular world, and I'm going to hear about the globalists. And I turn on mainstream Christian radio, the globalists, the globalists, the globalists. They're out to get us. They're out to get us. All right. So now let's continue listening to this from a Christian perspective. Now, we've heard the globalists. What are we waiting for, class? Listen for the Great Reset. Keep listening. That we're living in the days that the Bible, we're seeing chess pieces set up. I am not saying that we're in the tribulation period. 
I am saying that we're seeing the indicators that it's coming. And if that's true, then how much sooner is the return of the Lord to snatch his church up and away into his presence called the rapture? Welcome to Understanding the Times Radio with Jan Markell, Radio for the Remnant, brought to you by Olive Tree Ministries. Today, Jan features a presentation given at September's Futures Conference sponsored by Pastor Jack Hibbs and Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, California. Pastor Jack and Charlie Kirk examine the strategy, goals, and agenda of the World Economic Forum. When do they want to launch their Great Reset? Dun, 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 dun. Okay, so you've got Jack Hibbs, Calvary Chapel pastor, pretty well known. Okay, pretty well known. He's got influence. And the World Economic Forum, Alex Jones mentioned that. Okay, so we have the World Economic, so we have the Globalist World Economic Forum, all straight that those those are those are things constantly talked about on conservative talk radio and conspiratorial radio now this is over now this is a conference held by a pastor at a church and what and do they bring in charlie kirk which is more he's definitely more, far more like would be a, the political side of things in fact let me read a little bit about charlie kirk let me read a little bit about charlie kirk because you'll get an idea of what his agenda is and his goal is, and you'll see exactly what I'm referring to. Charlie Kirk is an American conservative activist and radio talk show host. All right. Now, l- listen here, if I can find it here. Uh, Kirk has been a CEO and chief fundraiser and the public face of Turning Point since its founding. He co-founded the organization in 2012 at 18 years of age. According to the New York Times, he has turned the organization into a well-funded media operation backed by conservative mega donors uh, uh, like the Wyoming businessman uh, Foster uh, Frice. Uh, And then they talk about their their. Uh, some of their activities, but let's see if we can go back to where I want you to hear exactly what they're trying to do here. Um, let's see here. If I can find it. Here we go. Um, after, okay, turning point faith. After Liberty University did not renew Kirk's contract uh, with the Center of Faith and Liberty in 2021, Charlie Kirk founded Turning Point Faith, an organization dedicated to recruit pastors and church leaders to be active in local and national political issues. So his go- job, his goal is, is to get the church, is to get pastors involved in political issues. So, and what political issues? Well, guess what? Going after the globalist, the World Economic Forum, and the Great Reset the exact same things the secular conservative world is preoccupied with. Now it goes from, so we just went from Alex Jones to a Christian radio program and we're hearing the exact same things talked about. I cannot stress this enough. This blows my mind how the church can't wake up to this. So in so many ways, the church sounds nothing like the church anymore. We sound just like Fox News, Sean Hannity, and the rest of the conservative world. That's what we sound like. The only difference is we throw in a little bit more scripture. We throw in a little bit more Jesus, but the roundabout thing, we're 
preaching the exact same message, and we shouldn't be preaching the same message. Our hope is not politics. Our hope is not trying to fight it. Our hope is preaching the gospel to those who are without Christ so that salvation can occur. Then we baptize them. Then we disciple them. That is what the church has been called to do, and we have abandoned that dramatically because we get preoccupied with all of these things. But Let's listen to a little bit of this. So I'm going to back this up just a little bit more so you can hear all of that again. Here we go. And sponsored by Pastor Jack Hibbs and Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, California. Pastor Jack and Charlie Kirk examine the strategy, goals, and agenda of the World Economic Forum. When do they want to launch their Great Reset? Will the church be here to see it? Here is today's programming. And welcome to the program, say, on this holiday weekend, I chose to play a message given at the 2022 Futures Conference put on by Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, California, and Pastor Jack Hibbs. I had the privilege of speaking at the event in 2021, and I can tell you that a remnant of believers are truly anticipating his return. You have heard me discuss the Great Reset two dozen times on this program. There you have it. So, so you have a Christian program that's well right there within the evangelical world. Hey, I've talked about the Great Reset two dozen times. Right. So, so we, so now the, the the Christian programs, instead of focusing on Christ, doctrine, theology, church history, we're now globalists, the World Economic Forum, the Great Reset. If you don't see how Christianity is being systematically, politically hijacked in front of your very eyes, Christianity is being co-opted. It is being taken over where our Christian message is being, in a sense, molded into a political activist movement. You've got to see it. I, I, I've, I've been screaming about this for years. And well, last night, this morning, between three and four a.m., I go from Alex Jones to a Christian program, and I can't tell the two apart. The only thing we're going to get is we're going to get a little bit more Jesus and a little bit more Christianity thrown in. But it's being thrown in really to deal with supposedly these these horrible things. But. Is the answer the gospel or what is the answer? Let, let's listen to just a little bit of this. I'm not going to review the whole thing. Maybe, depending on reactions, I can come back and review the whole audio. It's over, it's an hour long, so it would take a couple of parts. But, you know, we, we will see what, what happens. But let's just listen to a little bit of this so you get an idea of what the church is doing. Now, remember, this is a conference held by a church. And that is an effort of the world's globalists, led by Klaus Schwab, with two dozen at his side, to move on from capitalism to global government. Okay, now, Alex Jones focused on the fact that the reset is a massive depopulation program to get rid of all of humanity. And then a, a, a select few globalists will then use technology to become immortal. All right. Uh, the other person talked about the Great Reset, basically leading us to these 15 minute cities to lock us down and control us. And now she is talking about the Great Reset as being moving us away from capitalism, because, you know, the Bible has capitalism all over it. It's right right there. Go forth and establish uh, an economic system called capitalism and make sure you defend it with your entire life. It's right there in Matthew, Mark, Luke. OK, yeah. All right. Well, let's continue which, by the way, is outlined in Revelation 13. So, th 
Now, please note, it, and, and this is a very, just as that this is a theological question. If it's outlined in Revelation 13, that it's going to happen, that in a sense, quote unquote, capitalism is going to be replaced by this new economic system. If it's right there in Revelation 13, and you believe that's prophecy, it's going to happen, right? It's going to happen. So what, do you warn people about it? Or, I mean, and, I, and look, if you believe it's really there, I got no problem talking about the passage and expounding it and trying to understand it because it's there. But what's the answer to it? Is the answer to fight it? Is the answer to vote in some more Republicans? Is it, What's the answer? Or is the answer, hey, this is coming. You need faith. In, you, well, what do people need to be prepared for this supposed great reset? Well, what they need is salvation and discipleship to live out the Christian life, whether times are good or whether times are bad, whether the world is for us or whether the world is against us. That, that's what we need. But no, it, it, well, let's just see where they go. This hour, you will hear what I believe is a captivating discussion on all of this with Jack Hibbs and his guest, Charlie Kirk. Charlie? Please note, hey, this church held this captivating discussion, not about scripture, not about doctrine, not about theology. No, 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 no. About, I guess, the end of capitalism. I don't know. Let's see. Let's see what happens. He has actually written a book on the reset. It's titled The Conservative Response to the Great Reset. Please note, The Conservative Response to the Great Reset. I want you to understand, conservatism is not Christianity, and Christianity is not conservatism. The conservative ideological framework is not necessarily a biblical one. You may say there's some overlap. We want a pure biblical perspective. But so for some in the church, they can't seem to distinguish between Fox News and Scripture. They can't seem to distinguish between this right-leaning politic and the word of God. In fact, they've almost replaced the word of God with the right-leaning politic, which is utterly devastating to biblical Christianity. Let me clarify, Olive Tree is not carrying the book at this time. The Futures Conference was just a few months ago, so I'm going to take you to it now. All the info presented is still very, very current, and I hope you enjoy the discussion. So, Charlie, here we are tonight, and we're going to be talking about a topic that you are up to speed on. It is one that I'm going to put parentheses to regarding this. What we're going to be talking about and what you're going to be expounding upon is headline news, and some of it's going to be headline news, but it's all rooted in what the Bible says in the last days. There'll be the formation that will ultimately take power. Right now it's forming. But there's going to be a global church, not a Christian church, a global church. There's going to be a global government. There's going to be a global currency. There's going to be a global leader. And so as we look at the scriptures, mainly. And so let's, and again, I want to put forth this, I want to make sure I stress this. Let's say, because I'm not here to get into an argument about eschatology. Let's say all of that is absolutely guaranteed it's going to happen. There's going to be a global church. There's going to be a global currency. There's going to be a global leader. This is what's going to happen. It's prophesied. It's got to happen. Well, then what do we do? What do people need? They need the gospel. They need salvation and they need discipleship. 
But what we do is in the name of, we, we, we think that we're somehow, we, we act like we're doing something scriptural, but what we really do is just add distraction to people's lives. I'm not saying we can't talk about this because we have to preach the book of Revelation. We need to read the book of Revelation. So we do have to deal with it. But, it, but what happens is we can get so caught up in this going, oh, 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 look what's going to happen. Okay. All right. Let me grab my newspaper. All right. Oh, look, 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 ladies and gentlemen, this is it. This is it. This is it. This is the mark of the beast. Oh, look, look, look here. Here's the antichrist. Oh, whoa, 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 wait, wait. Here's the global currency. Here's the global government. It's here. Well, I've been hearing that it's here since literally the 1970s. Okay. Well, I was little and I remember, uh, I don't remember where I picked up the book. It was like the signs of the times or something. And I was little, but I was reading way above my grade level. And I started reading it like, okay, wow, this is crazy. I wasn't a Christian. I didn't have really any church background, but I was trying to figure it all out. Well, then when I become a Christian as a teenager in the late eighties, well, then guess what? I hear it again. And all through the nineties, I hear, remember the, I don't know if you remember the Christian radio program, the prophecy club. Oh my goodness gracious. Every single day. It's this, the government, the one world government. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. And we made, and, and it, and here we made it to the 2000. Remember to the year 2000, it was it. The globalist was going to crash everything because the computers weren't going to work and we're all going to be locked. And well, nothing happened. And then throughout the two thousands, it was constantly this or this. And then, it was Obama was this. And then, and then, oh, Islam's going to take over the country and we're all going to be Muslim. And then it uh, constantly. Now, sometimes I would find myself getting pulled into some of that, getting preoccupied with some of that, getting more focused on that than the word of God. I, I found myself struggling with this, but so sooner or later you have to wake up going, guys, you've been saying the same thing for 50 years, for 50 years. And all you do is sell books sell tickets to your conferences, you get rich, you make money, you get fame, you get power, and nobody gets anything that they actually need to do anything. Because in many cases, the people who should have been preached to, given the gospel and disciple, they've already died because living in fear that, I don't know, the Antichrist was three seconds away from their house with a microchip and they were about to be microchipped and going to die three seconds later. It's just, it's just crazy. And it's, and it seems that all, the only thing that, the only people who benefit from all of this are the people selling the books and, and selling tickets to their conferences. And I hate to be that way, but that's what it feels like. It's not making the church more spiritual. I, I, I think it just creates, it's almost like our, our, it's like, man, I'm kind of tired of doctrine, theology, and the Bible. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You're telling me that that's the, oh, wait, right there, right there. There's a secret cabal of globalists and they're going to do this. And, oh, wait, wait, they made up, they, they created COVID in a bio lab to try to kill people, even though it didn't really kill people because it was fake. But I guess it, all, you try, you, we just get caught up in following the conspiracy theories. All right, but let's continue to hear what happened at a church. Revelation 13 tonight and what I just mentioned. What have you learned? What are we seeing? Who is saying what about basically creating a kingdom outside of God's kingdom? Well, first, I have to thank Jack for a couple things. The first thing I have to thank Jack for is I'm now known as the Great Reset Guy because <laughs> we did this event a couple months ago. And I did some prep and I really, I read all their documents for a weekend because it's all public and you could read it all. 
And the video, just as you mentioned, Jack, went so viral, millions and millions of views. And so people stop me in airports, and you know, I think they're going to ask about how's Turning Point going. They say, hey, uh, The Great Reset. Uh, I have a question about number eight. I said, what? I'm The Great Reset guy? I'm like, okay. And so thank you, Jack, for that. And thank you to this church. And honestly, praise God, millions of people are getting educated on this topic. It's very, very important. Praise God that millions of people are getting educated about the Great Reset. Not praise God that millions of people are getting educated about the hypostatic union or the Trinity or the deity of Jesus Christ or this chapter of Scripture or this chapter of Scripture or this doctrine or this event in church history. No, 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 no. Praise God that people are learning about the reset. I wonder if those, well, I won't go there. But I just know that when all these kinds of things happen, things are going virals and book, books are being sold. You can almost always tra- trace it and videos are monetized. People are getting paid and people are making money. I, I, I don't, and conferences are selling out. All right. That's typically how it always works. That's how it always works. And um, you, you, can, you can just follow. Now, not, there may be cases where people aren't doing that, but... My and my experience, when you just stop and go, okay, oh wait, we so wait, they're having a conference about how much? Oh, it's a hundred dollars to get into the conference. Two hundred. Oh wait, it's nineteen ninety five for the book. It's twenty four ninety five for the DVD. Oh wait, look, their videos are monetized. Look at this, and then you're like, there's money being made, money being made. Well, I think all they're selling is distraction for what the church really needs to be about, that the church has so forgotten and we moved so far away that the church has become nothing more than a political movement, a political ideological movement or a conspiratorial ideological movement. Important. It impacts all of our lives. But I do want to make sure I say this. Every Sunday I watch Jack. This is a courageous man that is doing so much for our country. I only know him because of my good friend, Rob McCoy, right up here. So let me make sure he's doing a lot for our country. Are we supposed to be doing a lot for our country? Are we supposed to be doing a lot for the kingdom of God? Because we are not citizens here. This is not our home. Now we are to be in a sense we're, we have a dual citizenship. We are to be good citizens here and being loving and kind, but it just seems that the emphasis here becomes, starts becoming political, starts becoming political. And it's also interesting. If you look up Charlie Kirk, this is just a side note. Some of you will know exactly what I'm referring to. If you look up Charlie Kirk and you go to the Wikipedia page, just look up Charlie, just type in Charlie Kirk, K-I-R-K, uh, on Google, once you see the Wikipedia page, scroll all the way to the bottom. Uh, let's see, all, not all the way to the bottom, right, right where it says "see also." So you see Charlie Kirk, and then "see also." Are you ready? Ready? Get really close to your device. It says Seven Mountain Mandate." Seven Mountain Mandate. Oh, you may want to click and read about the Seven Mountain Mandate, if you don't know, because that has become a very much part of certain elements of Christianity, and I think it is definitely not a good thing. Here, who's another great courageous pastor in our country, and there's something really special happening. So, yeah, Jack, to answer your question, I thought it would be appropriate to actually go through their book tonight. 
as we kind of go through all the different topics, which is part of their strategy, which is to hide in plain sight. So one of the tactics that they use is they smear anyone that dares call them globalist, global takeover as conspiracy theorists, but you could just read the book. It's called The Great Reset. <laughs> Literally, COVID-19, The Great Reset, written by Klaus Schwab. You could see it yourself. And they're not shy about what their ambitions are at all. It's listed on their website. They give open speeches about it. And that's part of the strategy because they think that will defuse. But do you see a kind of a little bit of the, the bait and switch? The pastor is like Revelation 13. So you're thinking, okay, this is Christian. And then immediately this is like, no, 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 no. This is going to go to all just the great reset. It's, that's where, that's where it starts heading. Like you think it's biblical. So you're like the Christian there is like, see, we're going to talk about scriptural stuff. No, you're getting ready to just go down to the world, uh, down the, the path of all of these ideas. Some will say conspiracy theory. Other will say not, but all of this just. I, be, I believe in many cases, distraction from what we really need to be doing as the church. Use the virality of the topic because they're so open and they're so forthright with it. And so for those of you that might have missed our previous time together or as not as caught up to speed on it, I'm just going to do this super quick. So there is an organization called the World Economic Forum. It involves government leaders, leaders of business, cultural leaders, uh, politicians, you name it, all up and down the gamut, and they meet in Davos once a year, all about how they can synergize world governments, business, strategies together to try and create a one-world government. A Alex Jones has been screaming about this, it feels like, my entire life. Christians have been screaming about this kind of stuff, it feels like my entire life. And here we are, 2022, getting ready to go into 2023, and the church is still preoccupied and in many cases distracted from this, opposed to what we should be focused on. One world strategy, if you will. Now, unfortunately, there's been some people that have attended the World Economic Forum over the last decade that would shock you. Rick Warren, for example was a presenter at the World Economic Forum from Saddleback Church, where he said globalism will only be possible if the American church goes along with it. But it does deserve to be mentioned when we talk about this, that some of the most vocal and high-profile pastors in America have been aiding and assisting the World Economic Forum over the last decade. So what do they want? Well, you read right here in the book, they want a reset. Okay, but then the logical question should be, how can you reset something if it's not broken? Mm -hmm. So you got to break it first. And that's what you're living through right now. Properly understood, you will find great comfort when you understand their philosophy. Because I know a lot of you are probably watching the news and you get very confused, understandably. Because it feels as if this is an intentional campaign of destruction of America, of the West, of our economic strength. So see, the concept is, see, they're, they're, they're destroying everything. They're destroying everything so they can reset everything. So this is kind of how, if you take all of the past conspiracy theories and you kind of move it forward, this is where we are. The globalists, dun, 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 they're destroying everything on purpose. They want to destroy the economy. They want to destroy everything so they can do a reset so they can then control you, then establish a one world government and then usher in the Antichrist. And then 
Dun, 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 dun. And so what are you supposed to do? I don't know. You're supposed to vote Republican. And then that will fix everything. And then, oh, rant and rave on Facebook and just get caught up in, but don't, don't, don't focus on your Christian life at all. Don't, 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 don't. This, this, this literally is going to turn the church into nothing more than a political force trying to stop supposedly the Great Reset. And so the battle is going to be between those who want the Great Reset and supposed Christians who want to fight the Great Reset and biblical Christianity is going to be laying in the trash heap. And you say, what are they doing? Why are they doing this? Because the strategy is to shatter it and then reset it. Inflation, the open borders, the destruction of national sovereignty, the deterioration of normalcy. Literally, they talk in their propaganda about getting rid of the idea of normal. The queering of children is what they openly talk about in their circles. It's all part of a strategy to break it first because then reset it because there's nothing like a crisis to give a lot of power and centralize all this power. And so that's kind of the buildup. So this man who runs it is a guy by the name of Klaus Schwab. He's a professor. He has an immense amount of power. He's German. He convenes these people and he's trying to get people to buy in to a vision Now, this is something I think a lot of Christians miss, and Jack, you and I were playing around with this backstage, which is, we as Christians have a view of the end. We win. God wins, let me put it that way. But they have their own theory of the end, too. There's two eschatologies. They talk openly in their philosophy about what they think eternity will be. The merging of man and machine, for example. But... It's always been the case. The world has always had their view of, they've always had their own eschatology. It's never been different. The world has always had their view of eschatology, and we've had our view of eschatology. So what do you propose? (laughs) What, What do you propose? Write a book and make a lot of money? Or, hey, everyone, you need a Bible, and you need Christ, and you need to be discipled. Like, I, I don't understand, like, what... And if if the Bible prophesies this is going to happen, then they're going to win temporarily. That's just the way it is. The uploading of consciousness. This is very important that they are taking Christian eschatological promises and then hijacking it for their own purposes. We'll explain that deeper throughout the evening. But what Klaus Schwab has done, which is very, very brilliant, he talks about here in the book, The Great Reset. In fact, why don't we just read from his book because the media says, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. Oh, really? The broader point is this. The possibilities for change and the resulting new order are now unlimited, only bound by our imagination, for better or for worse. You get the point. We should take advantage of this unprecedented opportunity to re Imagine our world. Every ideology looks to take advantage of a current situation to further its own ideology. Christianity looks at every opportunity to further its perspective. The world takes every opportunity to further its perspective. How sinister, how evil. I can't believe it. Everyone is always looking at how can we use this time to further our belief system, our religion, our doctrine, our theology. Who doesn't do that? 
Who sits around going, hey, I, I don't know what's going on right now, but we're not going to take advantage of it. We're just going to we're just going to sit here. Everyone's always looking at what can we do now? What can we do now to use this moment to move forward? Whatever we believe in or whatever we think is important. In a bid to make it better and more resilient as it emerged on the other side of this crisis. They're saying right here, COVID-19 is a once in a millennia opportunity to reimagine our planet. Break the American financial system. Okay, so we see COVID. You're saying someone wouldn't use the situation to to move forward their perspective agenda. Now, what he's trying to do is saying they caused it to destroy us and it's their fault. Okay, so what do you want to do? What do you want to do? Well, like, what's your solution to it? Fight it, yell, scream, sell some books, pack out a conference. Like that, that's always, it's Christian. Here's the thing. Christianity today can identify many of the issues going on in the culture, but their solution is no longer Christ and him crucified. The solution is political activism, political battles, political fighting. And Charlie Kirk, his organization, Turning Point Faith, is dedicated to get pastors involved in politics. So the solution is politics, not conversion, not the gospel. That's the problem. Destroy the borders. This gives them an opportunity to do something that quite honestly has not been even attempted or tried in quite some time. And here's the thing. Why wouldn't I'll just throw this out there. If, if you're, if you're a church, right. And you have money and you have resources. Wouldn't you see the open border as an opportunity you don't have to go to Mexico to evangelize. They're literally coming across the border. So why wouldn't you be establishing whatever you can establish if you have the money and resources to help, support, teach, preach, like try to do what you can to be. I'm not saying call for breaking the law. I'm not saying doing that, but I'm saying if they're there and you can establish a way to minister to them and all kinds of different ways, why would you use it as an opportunity? I'm saying that everyone uses everything as an opportunity for their supposed agenda. Which is best articulated in Genesis 11, which is the Tower of Babel. It is trying to rebuild what Nimrod tried to do in Genesis 11, which is one language, one government, not to glorify God, but to build something that would eventually challenge God all the way up to the heavens. And God scattered them for a reason and for a purpose. In fact, in Genesis 11, God says, my goodness, if these humans can do this when they all can speak the same language, they're up to no good. And he brought confusion. In fact, Babel literally means confusion. It means not orderly or can't speak properly. This is an attempt to rebuild the spirit of the Tower of Babel. One government, no borders, one currency. And this kind of spiritual battle is unfolding right in front of us as articulated in their playbook. It's all here. The Great Reset by Klaus Schwab. It's absolutely awesome. And so right now here in this state. Now we'll stop right here. We'll stop right here. Um, I'm not, I, I may come back and review this. I may not. Um, but I wanted you to at least hear it. We played 10 minutes. That's from Understanding the Times. 
from Olive Tree Ministries. You can find Understanding the Times wherever you get your podcast. I've told you a million times to subscribe to it, not because I agree with everything in it, but because I like to keep up with what's going on in the evangelical world. And this just shows the Christian world is, again, so distracted by all of this stuff. And slowly but surely, it turns into us trying to fight the problems in the world with carnal methods. Now, we always, they, they will say it's a spiritual war, but it always becomes, we need to do this and this and this and this and this and this and this, and it becomes everything other than anything actually spiritual. But I just thought it was fascinating that at three in the morning, Alex Jones, globalist, the World Economic Forum, The Great Reset. I literally go from Alex Jones to a Christian podcast that's very much right there accepted in the evangelical mainstream, and I hear globalists, the World Economic Forum, and the Great Reset. So what's the difference? They may throw in a little bit more Jesus. Maybe they will. Maybe they'll make more biblical references. But it's the same message being preached. And I'm telling you, it's because Christianity is being hijacked. It's being co-opted, and we need to be aware of it. Now, the question is, 2023, what's going to be the next big thing? What's, what's going to be the next big distraction presented to the church in 2023? Are we still going to be yelling and screaming about the Great Reset? Are we going to move on to something else? What's going to be the next big thing in 2023? What is it going to be? What's it going to be? Is it going to be COVID? Is it going to be election denial? Is it going to be the Great Reset? What's it going to be? Because I can tell you, whatever can be brought into the church to distract us from preaching, teaching, doctrine, theology, living out our Christian life, the, uh, evangelism, baptism, and church dis- and, uh, and di- discipleship, not church discipline, church discipleship, whatever can be brought in to distract us from those things, it seems to happen constantly. And the church welcomes it with open arms because like it or not, many in the church are bored with Jesus and bored with scripture, and they like this other stuff that's far more exciting. What are your thoughts? Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. Would love to get your thoughts about where we are headed in 2023 as a church in general. All right, thanks for listening. Everyone have a great evening. God bless.